What does the future hold for Mr. Jose Miranda, the mania? Is he what we saw in 2022? Can you just stretch that out over the next six years? Is he an all-star? Where is he going to play on in the infield? Where is he going to hit in the lineup? So many questions. We'll look back on what was a very promising 2022 season and discuss his future on today's episode of Locked on Twins. You are Locked on Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to the Locked On Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Monday, October 17th. And I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Thanks for making Locked On Twins your first listen every single day on the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day again this is nash walker three seasons daily basis hosting this podcast on the lockdown podcast network writing about the twins at twinsdaily.com fun piece coming out thursday twinsdaily.com about xander bogart's twin situation at shortstop i'm sure we'll, we'll break it down much more on the show as well moving forward into the offseason today what's the future hold for jose miranda what a rookie year special rookie season I want to know, though, and I think Twins fans want to know, who is this guy? Can we look at Jose Miranda and just expect him to be who he was overall this year? Like, given the struggles at the beginning of the year, just his overall line in 126 games? Or is there more? Is he the guy we saw in the middle months of the summer? Can he stretch that over a full season? What will it take for him to stretch that over a full season? Is it possible for him? And then most importantly for me, is he a two? I like to put it in these terms because I think it's the easiest way to think about it at times. I I think of it in, is he a one win, two win, three win, four win, five win? What, how many wins will he be worth in an average season? For example, Carlos Correa this year was a five win player. Last year for the Astros, he was a seven-win player. Aaron Judge this year was a 10-win player. An incredible season is is a 10-win season. Shohei's nine wins, you know, every year, four on pitching side, five on the hitting side, whatever split that is. A a good regular, like Gio Urshela was a a three-and-a-half-win player or something like that this year. A good regular is like a three, three three-and-a-half-win player. A very good regular, like an all-star level player, is a five win, you know, five and a half, six win player. And then you have your MVP range, which is like seven and up usually in an MVP. We've seen some great seasons like Otani and Judge had just back to back and and Shohei did it himself in back to back years. Amazing seasons. That's how I like to think of this. Nick Gordon was like a one and a half win player. And I think that's right on right on par with what he was. He was a utility guy off the bench who provided value. He was above average. One and a half wins above replacement. So as Jose Miranda, he was a one-win player this year. And defense is so heavily weighted in that. So when you think of wins, wins above replacement, how many wins is somebody worth, defense is a, a big portion of that. And you have to be a good defender if you want to be a six, seven-win player, unless you're Vladimir Guerrero Jr., you know, unless you're just Nelson Cruz. Even Nelly. Nelly's a very good example. In 2019, he was so good he was still only a four and a half win player because he didn't play defense. Like you have to add value on both sides to be a true six, seven win player. Usually unless you are Vladdy, like Vladdy and 
last year, you know, an MVP caliber season. So who's Miranda? Is Miranda, if he improves defensively, does he have enough bat to be a four, five, six win player? Because that would change a lot. That would mean a lot for this team and for this lineup, for this offense, for the org. That would mean a lot. Or is he a two, three win player? He's never going to be a good defender. His bat is what we saw this year, you know, mid 700s OPS to 800. He's going to be about 15 to 20% above league average in the OPS category. Is he that guy? That guy is valuable, but there's a big difference between that guy and the five win player (laughs) that changes things that changes a lot for a team. So who's Miranda? Let's look at this year. He hit 268, 325 on base slugged 426 overall OPS plus at 116. That's 16% better than league average. As I said, he was a one win player in 444 at-bats, and he was a one-win player because he did struggle when he first came up with the bat, but he was a one-win player because defensively, he's low on the defensive spectrum, and he he wasn't good at first base, and he played a lot of first base. You know, he was negative at first base. Third base, he was fine. Small sample, negative at first base. So it comes out to one win. Even with that tough start, this is an impressive, like, especially because of that tough start, this is a really impressive final line because he started in in the gutter right out of the gate, called up first 14 games. Jose Miranda went five for 53, 094, 332 OPS over his first 14 games. That's hard to climb out of, but he did. And he had a two-hit game in Kansas City, and that flipped everything around for him. That day through the end of July, which was a 50-game span, he hit 335 with an OPS at 946 with nine homers, 11 doubles, and 36 runs driven in in 50 games. Twins went 22 and 28 in that span. That tells you, even with Miranda, everything around him was kind of crumbling, pitching-wise, especially when Wes Johnson left and they weren't pitching. What a run he had of 50 games there in the middle of the summer, and he was legitimately emerging with how good Julio Rodriguez even was this year as a Rookie of the Year candidate if he does it for the rest of the year. He did slow down. From August 1st through the end of the year, not as not as gaudy of a line. He hit 261, still good, you know, 332 on base, OPS at 710. Good for a rookie, but not not those 50 games we saw in the middle of the summer. And that's my question. Is he can he do not in those 50 games, but let's call it from June 1st to the end of the season? Jose Miranda hit 287, 347 on base. 446 slugging percentage, OPS at 793. Can he do that over a full season? That's like a 125 OPS plus this year, 25% above league average, probably 20 to 25. If he can do that and he can become a better defender, I'm not even saying a plus defender, just like an average defender, preferably at third base, we'll get to that. He's going to be a four-win player, at least, I think. Is he that guy? Do I believe he can get better? Do I believe there's more in his bat? We're going to look at StatCast. I'm going to tell you what he needs to improve on this offseason, I think, to really take that next step after this word from BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for your football betting info this season. Find all of the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sport wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball, 
MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline is where the game starts. It's not just football. It's great for football. Don't get me wrong. It's great for football. But the NHL has started. The NBA is starting. The opener for the Wolves on Wednesday. The Vikes are 5-1. and one. Yes, but the Wolves and Wild are starting. Baseball's still going. We're getting into the championship series, into the World Series. You're going to want to go play at BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is where the game starts. Miranda's StatCast numbers are interesting to me. You wouldn't expect them to be where they're at. And they're good. He's above average in almost every category at the plate. Barrel rate's a little low. Average exit velo is above average. You know, hard hit rate above average. Expected weighted on base average is above average. Not a, a well above average, but it's above average. For example, Nick Gordon grades out much better in batted ball data than Jose Miranda does. Which is why I think, and Rocco said this at the end of the year, and I'm going to sound like a broken record, but I'm going to say it all winter. He he does need to get stronger this offseason. He had balls that came off his bat and looked like they were going to go, and they kind of died. They just kind of died. Like, he needs that extra. When people say warning track power, Jose had a lot of warning track power this year. I think getting just like an extra, an extra 10 feet will go a long way for him. I think the, the, a lot of those warning track fly balls will turn into home runs. Is he going to be, you know, he had 15 homers this year in 125 games. Over 140 would be like a full season, 145 games with the off days or in your whatever. 140, 145 games, that's what, 18? You know, 18 to 20 homers. That's another benchmark I think he needs to find a way to clear. Not 18 to 20, you know, am I 25 to 30? If he can get to 25 to 30, he's that much more of a threat at the plate. I think he's already a threat. I think he's already a threat at the plate. I don't want this to come off as I, I think Jose Miranda, who he is today, is not valuable. He is. He's Who he was in his rookie year was valuable to the Twins. He drove in runs. He came up. He struggled. And then he figured it out. He was valuable to them. I'm looking at the future for what the best teams in the league do. Not only do they have good prospects like Houston. Houston or the Dodgers, whatever team you want to look at, not only did they have good prospects, like Jose Miranda was the best hitter in the minors last year. Not only do they have good prospects, they get the most out of those guys. They get the most out of the guys on their roster. To get the most out of Jose Miranda, I think he and the Twins need to find a way to add more power this offseason. He's already done it in the past. He already learned how to hit for more power, how to drive the ball. He was a slap hitter in the minors, swung at everything, didn't really make impact. He didn't impact the ball. He made adjustments. He changed it. He changed his swing a little bit, really started driving the ball, became more selective at the plate, and he had a great rookie year. And now he's firmly entrenched in the Twins' plans, enough where Carlos Correa was saying, do not trade this guy. He is a natural-born hitter. He is. He's he's naturally – the reason he's a professional baseball player initially, why the Twins signed him, is because he can hit. He can put bat to ball. And then he added power on top of it. I think he needs to add more, though. You know, he slugged 426. I think there's he's, – he's a good enough hitter, and he's done it in the past, where I think he can legitimately get up to 460, 470 slugging percentage. It's not even a, a huge increase. It's a small, not I don't want to call it small. It's a moderate increase that will have huge dividends, I think, for him. What, what's going to happen is if he hits for more power, he's going to draw more walks because he's going to get less pitches to hit. And that's another thing. 
Can he draw more walks? 6% walk rate. He didn't really strike out at all, which is great. Back to ball. As I said, it's the reason he's a, a professional baseball player initially. Now he does a lot of a lot of things well. He can draw more walks if he adds more power. Those two things kind of go together because you just you get less pitches to hit. Pitchers become scared of you when you hit for power. I think we saw that in the middle of the summer. He was so dangerous in the middle of the summer that it it kept feeding into it. You know, it just feeds into it. The more you hit, then the more you start to hit beyond that because you're getting you're not getting as many pitches to hit, but when you do, you're driving them and you're drawing more walks and you're just more of a threat at the plate when you're in those zones. I'm not saying he's going to get in a 360 average 1000 OPS zone like he was at times this year. But just a little bit of tweak, like a little bit of increase in that power department this offseason, I think he can do it. He's only 24. You know, you kind of see, I feels like you see that power, that power peak in the mid to late 20s. And he's 24. He's got work to do. I think he can get there. I think he can get there. And then the other part of it that I'm I'm less optimistic about, I'm optimistic that we could see Jose Miranda like really explode next year where he is the best hitter on the team. You know, where he and that's not to say that other guys aren't performing, but he's just the best hitter on the team because he's combined his contact ability with the power, with the extra base ability. The one I'm less optimistic about is he's going to become a good enough defender at a, a better spot than first base. And it's third base for him. And Derek Falvey had some comments at his end of the year press conference about Jose. And they said, our best, healthiest version of our team has Jose Miranda at third base, which I thought was really interesting. And kind of how I feel about it, too. I, I am leaning, and I know I was leaning this way when I did the Gio Urshela episode. I'm, I'm leaning for Jose Miranda to get as many opportunities as he can at third base because he has the upside to be a five- or a six-win player. Gio Urshela had a really nice year. He was a three-and-a-half-win player this year. He was good at the plate. He was good at third base. That's his ceiling. That that's He's a good player. His ceiling is a three and a half win player. Jose Miranda, I think, has the ceiling to be a five win player at third base. You get that excess value we talk about. If he combines league average defense with more power at third base, super valuable player. You know, and I, I like Gio a lot. And I would not, I'm, I'm not saying I don't want Gio back. I'm just saying. I believe that Miranda has more upside at third base, especially the upside gets capped at first because there are so many good hitting first basemen. You know, there's a lot of them at third too, but the twins have options at first base. And I think if they could find a way to get Miranda reps and get him situated at third defensively, and he's going to go work out with Correa in Houston this offseason, which is awesome. That would be, that would be massive for this team. I, I do think Jose Miranda has, all-star upside I think it's it's undeniable that he has all-star upside and we saw flashes of it this year he's got things to work on this offseason you know especially on the defensive side to me if he shows up next year and he hits this line this batting line that he had in 125 games without the big ups and downs the down to start and then the big ups and then back down at the end of the year if he's just this you know over a full season he's he's a valuable hitter to them you know, he's a, as we, we saw a building block in this lineup, but a lot of the excitement and why I say having a, there's nothing better in sports than having a very good rookie a, because that player is already performing and B because you're projecting what they could possibly do. You know, Justin Jefferson for the Vikings in year one, his rookie year dominating. 
it, it was exciting because he was dominating. It was even more exciting to think about what he could become. And he has become that that's, what's so exciting about a rookie for Miranda. It's exciting that he, that he hit well, he hit well this year. What's more exciting is what could he be? If, if he's a rookie hitting like this, you know, what, what's possible for Jose Miranda. And I, I do think more is possible for him. I don't think he's going to be, Vlad, Vlad Guerrero Jr. I don't think he's going to be Nolan Arenado at third base defensively, but I think he can be a four or five win player. And I, I've kind of turned on that recently because I, I just am optimistic. He has much more time at third base in the minors. He has more experience there and working with Correa and getting more time at third in the big league level. I'm hopeful and optimistic that he will become a competent, passable third baseman in the majors for years to come. And if that's the case, if that's your starting point, I think almost the sky's the limit. If he can be a, a league average defender at third, who he is right now at the plate, plus that, man, you got a player. And then if he adds more, like I'm saying, he adds a little bit more power, a little bit more pop, has more experience, more at-bats, takes draws some more walks because he's getting less pitches to hit with the power development, now, now you're saying, okay, Jose Miranda is one of the better third basemen in baseball, and we developed him. He's homegrown, you know, and that's that's exciting, and it's exciting to think about for him. Miranda Mania was so fun this summer. I mean, he was absolutely one of the best storylines of the summer, especially because he looked so lost. I, I remember, I've said it before, but I wrote this article when Miranda was, um, in, he'd just come up and he was really struggling in those first 14 games, and I wrote this article and I said, hey, the Twins need pitching help at the deadline. Could Jose Miranda be on the block as like a very valuable trade piece for this team? In some ways, I still think he is. I just am much less apt to want to trade him after the season he just had. But I remember writing that and I was getting comments. Who wants Jose Miranda? Who, who, would, who would want Jose Miranda? And it was because he was struggling. And it's so hard in the moment to watch a guy hitting 090 for teens of games you know 14 games and look how he did it's hard to watch that and say and predict what happened next it was it was one of the more unlikely developments although Miranda was amazing last year in the minors and I was I was I was preaching patience but even me I was watching him and he's somebody I followed through the minors and I've written I can't even tell you how many articles I've written about Jose Miranda up through the minors, a lot more in the minors than when he got to the majors, but I wrote about him in the majors too. And I continue, I will continue to write about him. I, even me, I was watching and I was like, Ooh, really? This, this is the guy who won minor league hitter of the year last year for the twins who hit, you know, 340 with power at triple a last year. Really? He showed us we're foolish. <laughs> we were foolish to, to wonder and to question that because he went on a, on an amazing run and in some ways did keep the twins not afloat because they were below 500 for a lot of months there, but he was, he was the best hitter in the lineup for a long time, you know, and him and Nick Gordon were the best hitters. Buxton was dinged. Correa wasn't getting it done. Miranda and Gordon and, and Louie too, but Louie in the second half got hurt, you know, after the all-star break took a downturn. It was, it was Miranda for a lot of the summer. And that's uh that's a testament to what he can do, and it's also exciting for the future. He's got things to work on. I'll be so interested to see how he comes out of spring training in 2023. I'm I'm really excited about him. I'm optimistic about what we could see. He's a good player right now. He's a valuable player right now, but I think there is a lot of room there for him 
to grow. And there's a lot of room for him to become, you know, an all-star level player for this team in 2023. I'm really excited about Miranda. I don't know if you can tell. I've been excited about Jose Miranda for years now. (laughs) Years I've been excited about Jose Miranda. He just hits. He can hit. Another thing I love about him is that contact ability. He, he comes through. He was he was awesome when the Twins needed him this year in so many spots, you know, hitting a walk-off homer against Josh Hader. You're watching Josh Hader in the championship series and, and potentially the World Series. Just remember, Jose Miranda hit a walk-off homer off him uh, at Target Field and, and pimped it, pimped it hard down the first baseline. A dude who was hitting 090 in his first 14 games. Life comes at you fast. All of a sudden, hitting walk-off homers against Josh Hader and, and walking off multiple games for the Twins. Have a year, Jose Miranda. That was special. Can't wait to watch him in 2023 and, and see the uh, the growth and see the adjustments and see what the future holds for him. I think it's uh, it's incredibly bright. I think a lot of Twins fans feel that way, and they should. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every day on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Now make your second listen. The Lockdown MLB Podcast, MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Lockdown MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Thanks so much. Marco Raya, top Twins pitching prospect, is coming on the show Tuesday. Can't wait. Marco's great. You'll love him. Join us then. Thanks so much. Have a great day, and go Twins. Talk to you Tuesday.